me, you, and the driver, we gotta get this photo together. We gotta get this selfie. Oh, open it. Have you got a bag? A bag for fucking what? We fucking grocery shopping or something. We doubling up on these bags. I was like, wow. Women are incredible. I've been out here every single weekend since I've been doing this. Picking up people who have had amazing nights. Fuck off, mum. I'm sleeping. I'm staying here. Leave me alone. I mean, I've always said this anyway, that this thing has killed me. Fuck, see, I've aged. I look at my beard, mad grey hairs. It is mad. Hi, Andrew. My journey is available for pre-order via my website, andrewmensahjr.com. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-M-E-N-S-A-H-J-R.com. And for more content, follow me on IG and Twitter at andrewmensahjr. That's A-N-D-R-E-W-M-E-N-S-A-H-J-R. Subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrew Mensah Jr. Same spelling. Thank you. This snippet here is prior to my first journey and is actually part of my journal whilst I was travelling. It was during the process of my application. I won't say too much, but it provides context with the book. Who I am, who I was, and what I was doing before I began driving. Diary Entry 3 With this trip, I bought a few things to do some trekking. I packed poorly in 2012, and I've done it again. I bought more than I need. I was keen on trekking through the jungle to begin with, but on second thoughts, fuck that. I'm not trekking through no jungle or reserve. After being on a receiving end of mosquitoes in week one in Boca del Toro, there's no chance I'm going to a jungle. I'll trek up a volcano, that's cool, but the jungle, no chance. Everybody wants to be Tarzan until it's time to do Tarzan things. I'm not that keen, mate. I've been told how rewarding it is, but I've seen the evidence on a few people's bodies, and a sacrifice doesn't equate to the reward. I can't see it, this reward thing. I just can't see it. All I see is suffering. One week later. A week later in Nicaragua. I know I said otherwise, but at this point, I had no choice. This is a little different though. We're heading to Treehouse for a big night in Granada. Treehouse is a party hostel in Granada. Bananas, by the way. We were taken off the beaten track after getting a cab and began walking through a jungle. More forestry, if I'm being honest. And the operative word is trespassing. Trespassing through someone's property to get to the other side. We could hear music and Treehouse was in sight. But whilst walking, we got surrounded by 10 dogs. No joke. Woof, 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 woof. Woof, 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 woof. I was with a few people. These fools wanted to walk through the dogs like they weren't even there. They didn't even flinch. Just keep walking. I couldn't believe it. I could only follow them at this point. In my mind, I thought, this is why unfortunate things happen whilst away. You don't, don't see any of the red flags or the problem with trespassing through someone's property at 10pm. In my mind, as someone who's travelled before and seen a lot, I thought if this dude comes out and sees me, it's curtains. To give context, at 10pm or any other time, as someone unfamiliar walking through someone's estate or property, the latter is, and some may consider the former, as well, to be trespassing. A no-go. Kids as young as 12 know that. God knows why these young adults don't. The term slipping comes to mind. Side note, when I began driving on his ride hailing apps, I'd gawp when driving through places like Peckham and Hackney. Peckham more so as the changes have been so dramatic. It's now a hub for nightlife, a fusion of people. People walking around casually like it's a Sunday, somewhere where there's so much history and dynamics. Once upon a time, you couldn't just go anywhere, be curious. A great example would be when a friend and I were in Medellin, Colombia, on a night out. I still laugh occasionally, but I mean no offence regarding the event. Anyway, there must be this new game out people from small towns play, called Naivety. I've been known to be a little green myself, but this is another level. 
We're all having drinks and a laugh. Then everyone decided to either go to the bar or use the toilet, one after another. We all return, and a girl was part of our group asked we have seen her camera, her expensive camera. We all say no and ask, don't you have it on you? Check in your bag. We'd known each other for about a week. This is a good amount of time when travelling. We reassured her that we don't have the camera by checking in our bags and pockets to give her peace of mind, so all angles are covered. She then said she left it on the table. I mean, we don't need Sherlock to investigate this case. This was a closed case. It was taken. After a search for the camera, me and my friend looked each other in shock, but with a slight smile on our faces. We said, in Medellin, Colombia? You left your expensive camera on the table? The home of Pablo Escobar? With a history of criminality, drugs and violence in this city? You thought your camera would be waiting for you on your return? There's a part of me that wishes we were raised with such innocence. But back to Treehouse. It was awesome. Some of the stories are private. Memories shared between family and friends. But maybe one day I'll lift a lid on some of my travels. Anyway, the following day, a bull tried to attack me. Mate, a bull. As in with horns. Do you know how big a bull is? I'm still in disbelief it tried to be inconspicuous. Like a 2,000 pound moving figure can't be seen. I went for a run to Lake Apoyo with this Finnish guy from the hostel the following morning. Far. About 12k there and back. And in 25 to 30 Celsius heat as well. When we got there, we saw the lake. We took a few pictures and then Oliver said he wanted to walk down the slope, which was just to our left to see if he can get a better view. It looked dangerous to me and I was tired, so I decided to wait for him. I thought the pictures we took overlooking the lake by the ledger was enough danger for me for one morning. There's some people just head over heels for risks. I've taken enough risks out here already. Anything that leaves uncertainty or has a question mark, I'm not following you, brother, sister. It's not happening. You're going to get me hurt out here or even worse, shot or imprisoned. When travelling, I'd always ask myself every now and then, would anyone find me if anything was to happen to me? My answer was always no. So, I always lent to self-preservation. Anyway, at the end of the trail, the view of the lake was to our right, and the slope was to our left. I was on the edge of the slope, with my back turned, and trying to get my breath back. I remember passing cattle when running, but I don't remember seeing anything in the near distance, or any open gateways. I must have my back turned for a good few minutes and then turned around and saw it about 10 metres away trying to curl around me, sizing me up like a free kick. I was thinking, what is going on here? Shocked, I began to look around. With its back on looking at view, it can only have eyes for me. Safety in numbers, where is Ollie? It had no business being where it was, because if it went any closer, it was going off the ledge. I was on the edge of the steep slope, the path, and the ball was on the edge of what would be a monumental drop. Go eat some grass! I knew it was eyeing me up, but I wasn't waiting around. I was off. I scurried straight down the rocky slope where Oliver went. I turned around after I scampered 20 metres. The bull followed. It came to the ledge of the slope where I was sitting and began taking slow steps back and forth, minding its step. It was steep and dangerous, and the bull was having problems because of the terrain. But he'd made his mind up. He was coming down. I couldn't believe my eyes. This is really happening. I went to search for Ollie. Where is this boy? He appeared minutes later and I told him, there's a ball, there's a ball coming down. He laughed and had a wry smile at first. I really value my life. I didn't have time for this. I needed him to take this seriously. I think he thought I was making it up or exaggerating. So I pointed in his direction. Look, go look. The ball was now trudging down. He saw it and began to take it and me seriously. There was a tree and large rocks we could separate us, us and the ball. So we had to wait for it to trudge down and then manoeuvre and then circle around the tree and rocks as it approached us. 
With the slope and rocky terrain, I didn't believe it could move quick enough to get us. So, it went one way and we ran another. It looked up as we got away and began making our way back to the hostel. The beef was over. I've never ran 6k so diligently. My eyes were peeled. I was running at a good pace. When we got back to the hostel, we told the other Travis who couldn't believe it. Probably wished they could exchange places. Fucking tornado chasers. Oliver said he didn't believe me. Of course he didn't. I couldn't believe my eyes and ears at the time either. But from here on in, I said I'm not fucking with people who are naive, green or adrenaline junkies. You go climb that rock. I'll wait here. 